Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. This is Infinity X, the relaunch of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence, edify them in the pursuit of creating infinite sales opportunities and ecosystem mergers. Tonight is absolutely no different. We have the mighty Mikey C-Rock Sirocco in the house. What's up, Mike? What's happening, Dave? Rob, great to see you and everyone on the call tonight. Um, I, I like to start every interview with gratitude, guys, if you don't mind. I just want to thank you for having me. It means the world to me. Gratitude changed my life, and I want to thank everyone for showing up, the audience. Well, the honor and privilege is ours, brother, and we are honored to have you on our stage. As always, I am joined by my partner, the CEO and founder of Epic Financial Strategies and co-founder and my partner, Infinity X, Mr. Rob Gill. What's up, Rob? Hey, what's up, Dave? Thank you so much for that intro. And C-Rock, what's up, my brother? How are you? Great to see you, Dave. Doing great here, man. Yep. And can you hear me okay, C-Rock? Yeah. Yeah. You're I a little still lower. sound like a woman? No, you don't sound like a woman, but you're a little <laughs> bit lower than Dave. So but you got to put your mouth all up on that mic. <laughs> so so listen you know what i love i love how you started the meeting with gratitude i think that's tremendous i really do i think that um you know i've heard it throughout my journeys and attitude of gratitude but you know if we could kind of dig into that just a little bit like what what's behind you know wanting to start off with gratitude is that something you learned at a young age is that um yeah. certain experiences i'd love to dig a little bit deep into that yeah, you know, of course, my grandmother used to smack me around a little bit if I didn't say thank you, please, uh, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Not really, but she was she was very hard on us when it came to that. But I really never understood why it meant something besides just being nice. Uh, but then, you know, I've gone through a you know a lot of difficulties in my life, uh, being around a lot of broken people, and there's something going on when I wake up in the morning that I'm just I'm not always happy when I first wake up. Like I don't know about anybody else, but I'm like shit. You know, I got to deal with this. I got to deal with that. These are some things that just you know, subconsciously go through my mind and I'm just being transparent and honest with you. It's not, you know, I wish I could say every day I feel like getting up and I'm fired up and ready to go. But I do get to that point because when I do wake up, the first thing I say is thank you. And I've, I started doing that because I realized that the more I did that, it gets rid of things to complain about. And I realized, and and I'll have to go through this thing, guys, and you could think it's corny if you want to, but I mean, I wiggle my fingers, my toes, and I realized like, shoot, how often do we go through our day and we don't even realize and look at our arm and just realize that we have like an elbow and i mean it's just crazy you know yeah, and so listen, started doing that and it changed everything yeah listen thank you so much for sharing that um when you talk about gratitude and you talk about you know um in your earlier years being around you've been used you use the word broken people um you know I, I i think that when i when i focus on transformational vocabulary words have energetic resonance and to your point, I think we all have 60, 70,000 thoughts a day of which they're repetitive thoughts. Some go way back to when we were all cavemen, right? So when we wake up in that fight or flight mentality, it's how do we shift out of that thinking and how do we, you know, change the trajectory? And that's what I'm present to as you're sharing that. So thank you for that. Um, you know, when you're growing up, did you have siblings? And can you tell us a little bit more about like what it was like in your neighborhood was it a broken neighborhood? Like my schoolyard was a broken schoolyard. Yeah. Was yeah. it, was it kind of like that? Yeah, man. Look, first of all, uh, I have seven brothers and sisters all from different marriages. Uh, you know, I grew up in a lot of brokenness, a lot of drug addicts, alcoholics, anxiety, depression, the medicine that that comes along with, and then also overdose and suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, not me, but my, you know, my family and, you know, my parents, I don't remember them together. I uh, grew up in living with my mom until I was eight and my mom decided to move on to her third marriage. And I realized that, you know, I didn't want to move into that house with another man, another man's rules. And so I just said, you know, I'm going to try my dad's house. And he was moving on to a second marriage. And, uh, you know, I went into that house and thought it was going to be great. New stepmom. Oh, how, how awesome would this be? She seemed so nice. And then very sh- 
quickly it became an abusive situation. There's a lot of conflict with uh, my mom and her. And it just, you know, anytime you add step parents into the mix when there's already custody and child support battles, anybody that's been in this situation knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And for three years, I dealt with a lot of abuse, a lot of threats. And uh, I used to sleep with my baseball bat when I was nine years old because of the things I was seeing and hearing. And I just, you know, when all this was going on, I just never accepted anybody's reasoning and story that they were telling themselves of why they were being that way. That right there. Let me just play that a little bit. So you say you never, you never, you know, you just didn't let that be the story, right? You just, you decided at such a young age. I remember when I was little, um, for me, you know, my parents used to bounce checks all the time and there was financial insecurity all over the place. There was nothing but, um, fighting in my house, always pertaining to money. And I remember that when I grew up that, you know, when I had kids and and I had my own family, that wasn't going to happen, but I didn't have at that particular time, age 11 through 20. um, I didn't have a path other than I knew I was meant for something different. It sounds like to me, you kind of created a little bit of a path at an earlier age. Can you get into that a little bit? I'd love to hear that for all the folks that are around here. There's entrepreneurs all over the place. And in, in our world, people overcome a lot of different adversity because what we want to tackle is folks' emotional relationship with money, um, whether it's a scarce mindset, whether it's an abundant mindset, and what are the action steps that they're doing now. So if you can kind of share that for some experience, strength, and hope for the folks out there, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so, you know, I think that I'm looking at a situation as a young kid, as I look back on this, as basically precedence versus principle. And most people work off of precedence, and that's basically you're talking about historic genetics and things like that, that people look and say, okay, this is the way it's always been. This is the way it's got to be. This is the way I'm supposed to react. And I look at it differently. I look at principle is there's got to be a better way. Like, I'm not okay with what's going on. There's got to be a better way. People Mm -hmm. tell themselves stories. Even now, my employees will tell themselves stories. Look, you can buy that story if you want to. I ain't buying your bullshit. Like, you can (laughs) buy it. I'm just letting you know now I'm not. And, you know, today was a rough day for me in a way because I had a personal friend decide to go on with another company. I have a, I have a mortgage division, by the way, that I have as well, besides all the other things I do. What's the name of your company, C-Rock? Uh, that's company Nations Rock? Lending. Nations Lending. Yeah, so. Out to Nations Lending. Yeah, Nations Lending is a great company. And this young, this young kid doesn't want to stay in line as far as uh, doing the accountability and making sure that, you know, we're, we're con- constantly training on ourselves, not our customer. I mean, all the stuff and culture that we have, and he just wasn't aligned. And I, you know, it's a rough day today because I didn't want him to leave. I, I, I see things in people that they don't see in themselves. Mm. And, you know, I'll go through very, maybe a half a day of like, man, but I very quickly get out of that. Cause let me, let me get back to that one story if you don't mind. So when I decided to, that I had enough in my dad's house, like I knew that something wasn't right. Like after a while, this three is, years, right? That was yeah. Like this three is years from age eight to 11. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't ordinary. I started going to my friend's house, seeing their families happy and, so I realized, I said, you know, mom, I got to get out of here. Can you help me? You know, she, I was wow. explaining to her what happened. She went and filed court papers. Long story short, she told me that if she did that, I couldn't leave her out hanging to dry because, you know, it's serious. She's going to file court papers. And she said, they're going to talk you out of it. They're going to try to talk you out of it. So when you believe in something, Mikey, when you believe in something in life, you need to stick to your guns. Mm. And so I remember that story, uh, her telling me that, whether it was because people have an agenda that they want to meet or They're just trying to hold you back because you're advancing. People will try to talk you out of it. So I've always been stubborn my whole life and uh, hard-headed. And basically, if you look up the definition of stubborn, it says unyielding, actually perversely unyielding (laughs) and inexorable. Inexorable is my new favorite word. So if you take a note, you might want to write that word down. Inexorable means unyielding and unable to be stopped. Mm -hmm. So that's how I live my life. Now, my dad got these court papers after a few weeks. I come home from school one day. I could feel the tension in the house. It was ridiculous. You felt the energy, right? Yeah, something was off. And I saw my dad with these papers. And my dad, by the way, uh, he was my hero, had his own masonry business, block, concrete, brick. Uh, you know, he had a, a rough hands, big forearms. You know, he was a hard worker. You could tell if you shake his hand. And just like any Italian or construction guys, they didn't carry a wallet. He carried a wad of $100 bills around in his pocket with a rubber band around it. I used to think that was the coolest thing. He showed me money all the time. And he came back to the, you know, after he sent me back to my room, he comes back there with the, with the papers and he says, you know, this says you want to move back with your mom. I don't understand this. You got everything you need here. 
Your mom's poor. She's broke. She's got men coming in and out of the house. She's getting married to her third husband. Why would you want to leave here? And I remember my mom saying, stick to your guns. I did. I said, I said, I'm not discussing this with you. I've made my mind up. He said, okay. So he takes that wad of hundred dollar bills out of his pocket, peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, then here, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I grew up in until I was 11 for, and by the way, at that moment, I thought to myself, what did I just do? Yeah. Like, what did I just do? But then the stubbornness kicked in and I'm like, I'm not going to need that money. I, I, I'll never need that money. I'll show you. So 30 some years I drove, drove off of that spark and uh, just, just living an unstoppable life. Anything I want, I go get, mm-hmm. and I don't did quit until I get it. Did you move in with your mom? Yeah. So I moved in with my mom when I was uh, 11. I, by the way, anybody that's been through this situation, when that happens, I didn't just move to my mom's at that, that, that moment. I got to sit in that house while they go through the courts, deal with all the, 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 the abuse still. Mm-hmm. And Go to child psychologists to see if I'm mm-hmm. mature enough to make it a sit. Like I dealt with all that bullshit. And then eventually I got out of it. So this is what this is where I come from. Yep. And this is what's made me. However, I choose not to carry it in my trunk like most people. Mm-hmm. I store it right in my fuel tank, convert it into rocket fuel like my book. I wrote the story in there. Yep. And use it to be un- like unstoppable. Nothing stops a person that converts everything that slows them down or stops them. Sea Rock, Blue Collar Holler. What's the name of your book? If you want to share rocket your book fuel. everybody. You want to tell everybody about the book? Yeah, Rocket Fuel. Grant Cardone wrote the forward for the book. That's wow. another story in itself. Outstanding. It's on Amazon. It's a bestseller of the first day out. Um, go get a copy, man. Amazon or MikeCRock.com. Check it out. Let me know what you think of it. Amazon or CRock.com. Rocket Fuel. MikeCRock.com. Mike CRock. Let me ask you another question, brother. So now um, high school, you had shared with me yesterday that you played football in high school and college. Um a ballistic five foot six linebacker that was just blowing <laughs> up holes all over the place. Um, with that being said, brother, what was your transition? Um, I guess, you know, taking full control over your outcome. I would assume led to success in sports, the principles on how to be good in sports, which is rituals, habits, daily discipline, you know, studying everything else, filming all the other stuff that you got to do. What was that like? leaving college and starting your professional career? You know, like uh, about 18 years old, I went to college and, you know, for the first time I I was at a big place where there's a lot of girls where my high school was small, you know, really like 60 people in my class. (laughs) I got to college. I saw girls and I saw parties and that. Oh, at dorms too, right? Yeah, man. (laughs) And I I thought it was like Disney world. And I, I I got off track, man. Honestly, I lost my intention. Um, and it's the first time I started drinking alcohol when I was 18 mm, yeah. and I lost focus, played football for two years, but I just, I just, I had to drop out of college, man. I had a, a 4.0, but I just was, I wasn't focused, got partying. And then before you know it, my friends were leaving yeah. and all of a sudden I'm left with all the people that stayed behind that were partying all the time. Yeah. And I looked at, and I, I, it, I wrote about this in the book. I wasn't like, it was a time in my life that I was, did not like myself, mm. uh, wondering how the hell I got there. And I met my wife when I was 24, 25 years old. And that's what helped me get straight again, because I realized the commitment, if you commit to something and I'm talking about like all out commit, yeah. uh, you, you start moving everything else out of the way, because when you commit to something like that, you have to give something up. Yeah. And I did that and thank God. And, and from there, that's when the career truly started. It was when I was about 20, 25. Did you and, like go to college and come back to the neighborhood and met your girl? Or no, I met her. I met her down there, and I stayed in that area. As a matter of fact, okay. I live about thirty minutes from my college now in Ocean City, Maryland. Okay, awesome. And then you started at twenty-four. What happens next? Well, so I had a stepfather. Thank God, he wasn't good with money or business, but he was taught me right from wrong. You know, when I was eleven, that was a really impressionable age. You know, mm. and George was a hard guy. Now he passed away of a heart attack in uh, February, January two thousand nineteen, and. Uh, Again, he was, he was a great guy as far as teaching you respect, how to treat people, do good things, good things happen, do bad things, bad things happen. But he didn't, he didn't teach me about business and money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I, had a, I had a grind my whole life until recently, honestly. Uh, I was always a guy that would just go get it. If I want to go get it, and it would take me a lot of time and extra money because I didn't know the how <laughs> and I didn't know the steps. Yep. And it really bothered me at some point, like in the last couple of years, I'm thinking to myself, if I only knew the steps of how to accomplish something, yeah. If I had a mentor, not just talk to me, but yep. gave me the absolutely step one through step whatever, 
And that's how you achieve it. Just follow those steps. I'd have been way further along than I am now. And I, I, I said, you know what? This problem needs to be solved. So I got into tech recently. I created a product called Blueprinted. It's called uh, B-L-O-O printed, unlike the way the blues. So, so wait, before, before you get yeah. into that, yeah. what I suspect, and let me just kind of play with this a little bit. Um, yeah. Back in 2008, 9, and 10, I built a uh, call center. And in my call center, there was a bunch of folks that had Series 7 licenses. We were opening new accounts over the phone. And we were doing Zoom meetings, but back then it was called um, go to meetings. Go to meetings. Yep. Go to meetings. Yeah. Uh, what I synthesized, although I didn't document the formula until I met my man Sean Callagy, but what I what I didn't realize then was I was onto something special because there was 15 guys in the room opening new accounts over the telephone. People would buy individual stocks, and then we would do planning off of that, including life insurance strategies. And I was like the only guy in America selling life insurance over the phone. Yeah. Um, but what you're about to discuss right now for all the folks, which I love, is your model on how to capture the formula for success, but also be able to re-engineer it in a way for it to do it yourself for anyone that wants to find out about it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Away from my talk yesterday, brother. If yeah. you could share that, uh, yeah, yeah. yours. One hundred percent. This is a breakthrough in the coaching, consulting, training industry. That's uh, going to be. A- disruptive as it comes. Uh, basically, anybody that's had success in any vertical industry or whatever, this can go for physical trainers, health trainers, any kind of work, any kind of job, moms that uh, know how to raise kids with disabilities because they've been through it, um, you know, you name it. If somebody can reverse engineer their success in an algorithmic format, step-by-step, they can use our creator studio to build their blueprint and then they can put it up on our marketplace. It's kind of like a Google or not really an Amazon actually for, for blueprints to success and monetize, but more importantly, get results for their clients because I'm a fanatic about getting results. I don't, I don't play this game where you sell coaching, you sell training programs, you sell videos and, 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 and not care about the results. It's not good. It's not right for the marketer to go be making money off of a product, like a great marketing campaign, but, they don't have any concern about the actual results that are coming from it. Excellent so point. transformation and needs to happen. And I have a problem with that. So I went to fix it. How do you, how do you monitor and measure the results? That's an excellent point. I think that there's so many people out there that are just selling stuff, but how do you actually monitor it? How do you measure it? And how do you know that it's working for each individual that you sell your program to? Yeah. So first of all, we, we are going to have blueprints in there, but they're going to, there's going to be a certification process. Um, I care about the, the, the quality of people that are going into our system. We're not just going to accept anybody. That's one. Number two, it has accountability in it built in. Um, there's milestones. There's text reminders. There's calendar integration. And then you got to go through milestones as you're going through it. And then people will be able to, again, there's a thing called natural selection in life, right? There's going to be a way to, to rate people like an Uber driver. Hmm. There's going to be you know, a rating system. So you're, you, look, you're not going to buy a blueprint with somebody who has a one-star rating and that person with a one-star rating is not going to get many sales. So, so when you say a rating system, um, I just want to make sure I understand this. You're talking about um, how they buy your program or how you vet them to be in your program. There's going to be, it's going to be a two-way street. Yep. Just like Uber. Like an Uber driver can rate the, the passenger, right? Understood. Right. Yeah. So there's got to be a balance. I don't. I don't believe in one way ratings. Now, how far off are you from this being launched? Is this All, we're, we're launching this in August. I'm not sure the exact date, but it's going to be launched in August. We're about ready to go, and okay. we're looking right now for the first 500 architects. We call them the architects are people that have had success that are going to build blueprints. Got it. We're looking for the founding 500. But what we're going to do also, because the blueprint takes time to build, yep. is we're going to do blueprints for people for a fee, of course, that if they already have content out there, they have a book, whatever the case is, and they want a blueprint built, we're going to build it for them if they want, instead of them having to do it. And then we can get it up, up to market as fast as possible for them. So we're looking, so, like I said, for the first 500. So what is your process of selecting? Have you guys figured that out yet on who you're going to pick and what do they have to do? Or what are some of the, what are some of the, uh, milestones or what are you looking for to, for your family, your founding 500? So first of all, they're going to have to go through an application process. We have that already set up and there's, there's on the website, blueprinted.com. If you go in and put your email address in there, you'll be kept up to date with when we're doing the application process, but we're going to, we're going to vet everyone. I mean, it's going to take time, but we got a, we got a, uh, a list of questions and also 
we look at their the history, you know, where they came from, where, you know, you can tell someone that like on clubhouse right now, there's people on clubhouse that haven't accomplished anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they have a bio built out the best of with the best of them. They've talked a good game, but at the end of the day, they haven't accomplished anything. Right. Well, somebody like me, and this is something that I'll be looking at. You can go on any social media platform. I'm all over the place. I'm omnipresent, but you can actually spend time with me. I have over 150 podcast episodes. I've been on over 200 podcasts. If you Google my name, if you look at Instagram, I put myself out there and I do it so much that there is no way I could hide anything. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> this is, this is, there's a process to it. There's a vetting process that you'll be able to go through and do that. Um, and then, you know, at some point there's going to be a place where we're going to have people that want to put blueprints up because maybe they haven't accomplished a certain level. They want to put yep. blueprints up and then we'll have a blueprint certified architect and then they'll have sure. a certification, which will be worth more. Understood. And by the so, way, by the way, this is going to be beta when it first comes out. It's an MVP, and we're going to be looking forward to working with our architects to 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 mastermind because products can be developed if a, if a developer listens to their founders, the first founding members. Dude, you could build something like just magnificent if you listen. Have you have you built anything like this before? Like even on a uh, smaller level? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> this is this is this is uh, the first time, but you know I've used tons of things. I've I've had digital video courses. I've coached people. I've had uh, you know, I've had all these different things that I've done, and I've seen the shortcomings of it uh, from my point of view as a coach, creator, and also from a student. Mike, you know? are there specific type of businesses and or avatars that you're looking for, or is it kind of broad based? No, it's broad based. Broad based. Mm. Anybody that has had success in something that wants to apply can come into it. And then what we'll do eventually is probably get some industry leaders, like in your field, industry leaders will take one like yourself and then say, Hey, do you want to have this industry? And then as they bring more people in, they might, you know, it might be affiliate situation. There's so many different, it, it, yeah. it's the thing about tech. It's infinite scale, man. Really like you, we could do so many magnificent things. No, it's amazing. And by the way, what you're sharing is incredible. And thank you. Let me just kind of rewind a little bit. If we go back like before COVID, and like the last two years leading up to COVID, what was your model then? What was your world like then compared to where it is now? Because obviously what you're talking about, you're looking to launch something that's generational, no doubt about it. But what was it like, you know, leading into this next phase? Well, so I was in the mortgage industry and about 2017, I realized that I'm not playing a big enough game. And everybody mm-hmm. on this that's listening right now, like, I don't how care you where you are, how, how you old, that? yeah, how old you are, uh, like how long you've been in your business, everybody can play a bigger game. And I realized that I was short to telling myself, you know, I believe in God and I I believe that we're given like this infinite ability spiritually and intellectually to, to accomplish things. And I wasn't waking up every morning going after that. And I think that that's a ethical dilemma that, that many people should be considering. And to the point, here's this little, little, just a little bit, maybe controversial, but I think it's actually evil to not go after your potential. Mm. Like that's, that's how I take it. So 2017, let that sink in for a minute. Like, think about that. If you're not going after everything you've been given one, you're not grateful. And two, it's, 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 it's evil. Now one day you're going to be before your higher power. You want to make sure that you did all the gifts that he gave you, you, you shared with the world, right? That- yeah. I mean, bottom line, that's exactly it, man. And, and whatever your beliefs are, let's say you believe in the universe and you were given something. You obviously, everybody's been blessed with something. And by the way, your weaknesses, if you're an alcoholic and you overcome, come, uh, overcame alcoholism, it's your duty to help other people that are struggling with that. Right. You know, to me, that's, that's a ethical anyway. So I thought, so prior to COVID, I was doing mortgages 17. I decided to start speaking. I decided to do a podcast in uh, 19. When my stepfather passed away, I started realizing that that's when I started realizing like, man, shit, life's short. I got to start playing a bigger game. Mm-hmm. And I ran into Grant. And uh, how did you meet Grant Cardone? Well, I I read the 10 X rule because my brother was reading it and he said, this guy sounds just like you. You know, I was doing, (laughs) I was doing the same kind of thing in mortgages. Right. But like nobody knew who I was. And, and my brother's like, I I, I hear you when I'm reading this. So I said, I'll read it. So I read it and I'm like, this dude's talking to me, man. And I could feel the same thing from 08 when the, the crash happened and what he went through. And I was dealing with that in the mortgage industry and, I, I just could relate so much. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to immerse myself. I'm the kind of guy that when I do something, I just go all yep. like, 
I don't, I, I don't know what I can say here. I was going to say something <laughs> all the way. Want, oh, I was going to say yeah, balls deep, but balls I, deep. I, I apologize. I apologize. No, no, no. You heard it here first. Balls deep. <laughs> uh, but I apologize to any ladies and men that I may have offended. Right. I, I do. I, I didn't. You told me to. Anyway. <laughs> you, were just, you were just in the zone. I got it. I'm not. So, so I just go. Right. So, um, you know, I, I did podcasting and I didn't turn any podcast interviews down. That's why I'm on the show. I don't turn it. And I'm just messing with you guys. I, <laughs> I love you guys. No, no, it's nothing to do. But I would say yes to everybody. Right. I would say like I would be on every single show. I would bring everybody on my show. And I did 300 interviews in, in a 12 month period. Because I wanted to get good. I knew that if I did it over and over again, that I could feel confident. I could bring energy. And my intention, by the way, fellas, and, and everybody here, my intention is when you get off this call, you're like, holy shit. I, that, dude, that dude's got it, man, that energy. And I grab a hold of you through this freaking Zoom, and then you leave here and tell somebody about me. Yep. So, And that's not going to happen if I'm not confident in bringing it. So I just started doing that, and then COVID happened, and I was already working from home because I had a podcast studio set up. And my mortgage team was already able to be work, working remote and it gave me a lot of time to wrap, like wrap up the book, write the book and uh, market the book, get it out. So prior to COVID, that's what happened. And I met Grant um, just from immersing myself in his content, taking his, his info to my team, building our team. Our team's volume went up 800% after we got involved with him. Um, and then I just started, uh, this is a little tip, by the way. Anytime you buy something, it's your responsibility to be successful with it. Not the person you buy it from. So I approach things that way. And when I do, I wanted to make it a case study to prove that those things work so that it justifies my purchase. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So I I think of things this way. It's a little different than most people. So I would celebrate and share everything with them. And before you know it, they're talking about me inside their organization. Now, when that happens, of course, Grant's going to hear about it. And he's hearing C-Rock this, C-Rock that, C-Rock's team this, C-Rock's team that. Then I started building relationships in there. I met Jared Glant, the president, became good friends with him. And uh, from there, just continue to just try to, you know, make them make them look as good as possible because I like them. And I like Absolutely. the fact that we were elevating. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. David, I'm going to turn it over to you, brother. Um, you know, and so from a go forward perspective, what's next for C-Rock? Like as you, you know, you build, you're building out Blueprint. Right. But where else do you see, what do you see it expanding to in the next five years? Uh, so first of all, when I do one thing and I see that I can do this one thing, I'm like, well, shit, I'm not going to rely on this one thing. I better do a hundred of them. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to do a hundred tech companies in the next five years, 20 a year. And what I mean by that is I want to find non-tech entrepreneurs that have tech ideas mm-hmm. that usually they would go to the grave with because they don't know what to do yeah, with it. They have no resources yeah. and I want to help them validate their idea, take it to market, accelerate it, take it to exit. And that's my goal is to get to a hundred. And of course, I'm not going to be able to do it by myself. I need people, which that's what we have. We have tons of people. And uh, yeah, I mean, Blueprint, it's great. It's going to be a billion dollar plus company, no doubt about it. But I don't want to rely on one thing. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to be held captive or prisoner to one thing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And by when you, when you say take it to exit, can you elaborate on that? Like, I mean, yeah. take it to IPO or like, what do you mean? Well, no, I mean, that could be one of the possibilities, but really what it would be that, like a situation where you build the company, you get traction and accelerate it and scale it. And then some big bubble comes along and says, Hey, here's $3 billion. Here you go. Yeah, absolutely. And you say, yes, thank you. And I got, and I got 99 more behind it. It's what, it's what Apple did with Beats. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Clubhouse is worth uh, three or four billion right now. Yeah. What's your? Uh, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Get him. He's just talking about Clubhouse it's being worth three billion. It's insane. Kajabi, yeah. Kajabi's yeah. worth four billion. Kajabi's not as good as our platform's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And from a from a financial perspective, for a moment, Sirak, right? Like, what opportunities are you seeing? You know, in the investment place. You know, like, like if, if you were going to be founding a business right now, what type of business would you be investing in? If I was going to invest in a business or fi- found a business, like a co-founder? Uh, co-founder. Tech, period. The multiples that are being offered for tech right now are ridiculous. And of course, you know, you got to have, you got to have the right product. You got to have the right go to market. You got to have the right partners. Yes. You have the right investors. There's, there's a lot of things that go along with that. But look, guys, I am willing to give up 
equity in my company to partner with the right people and collaborate to get elevation or altitude. And that's what I did with Grant Cardone. I mean, we, we partnered with him. Um, not only 10X Incubator is a situation where I had a choice of whether to keep 50% of the company or go down to 33 and a third and have Grant and 10X a part of it. And that's a no-brainer to me because I'd rather have a, something smaller of something huge than big something big of something little. C-Rock, that's incredible. Um, we here at Epic, we have two partners. One is Chris Cronin, one is Sean Callagy. And when we did that, we went from eight to a thousand meetings a month. Yeah. Just collaboration. Just, just, just exact, and just exactly what you're talking about. But listen, I am so, um, you know, connected to your energy. Number one, I'm connected to your certainty. Um, I'm connected to your why. I, I, I think I have an idea what your why is. But if we look for the next five or ten years, like, what are you doing all this for? Like, what, what's the legacy? What you, when it's all said and done, like, what's this all about? Well, can I be transparent again with you? I got to ask you for permission because I get raw sometimes. I hate the mortgage business. Like I hate being a prisoner to it. Now, I don't mind it if it was one of my portfolios and I had income coming in from that. But and I got income coming from different places now. But I was having income just coming in from mortgages. Yeah. And when, when the economy goes like up and down and I, I don't like being a prisoner, guys. Yeah. I don't want that. I want to be free to do what I want to do to help who I want to help. And my mission, my, my why, as you call it, but my mission, I call it, is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And I filter everything through that. When I wake up in the morning, my decisions of what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do, what, whether I'm going to, it doesn't matter. Everything goes towards my mission. If it's a way or if I'm not sure, I don't do it. And so um, five years from now, uh, you know, I'm going to have the 100 tech companies. Some of them may have already exited. Some may fail. I don't care because I'm going to keep pushing. And, uh, and five years from now, I'm going to look back and I'm going to look at this recording because I see you're recording it. Right. And I'm going to say, look, this is what happens when you cause and create futures. Yeah. Everybody should be doing this. Yeah. Listen, dude, first of all, that's awesome. I think that, uh, look five, 10 years down the road, um, you're probably still making money in mortgages, but you're making money off of your programs and you make money off your books and you're, you're helping changing the world based on your story, right? Your story yeah. is unique to you. Um, which I think is tremendous, the the upbringing and, and the discussion and the open honesty about um, growing up in a broken home, um, step parents on both sides. Um, you know, there was a stepdad that seemed to be a glimmer of hope of success and the respect that you have for your dad on his blue collar mindset. Um, although there were certain trials and tribulations that went along with that, and thank you for opening your heart and, be, and sharing about all that. It's tremendous. Um, I'm very fortunate to be on this call with you and David right now. I'm very grateful for that. Well, thank you. Um, Dave, did you want to ask some more questions that, that tie into anything else here that I may have missed so far? Yeah. So C-Rock, so, you know, one of the things that I always look at is who can I mirror? Who can I match? Who can I model? And who can I use in my own personal self-mastery to aspire to be more like? Who are the people that you mirror, match, and model after? Well, first of all, uh, you know, I think some of us wake up in the morning and we're like dread going to work or we deal with some of the things that we deal with at our jobs and our businesses. And we, you know, so my grandfather, my dad's dad, right? He was a mushroom farmer. He had a mushroom com com uh, company outside of Philly. And I just think about him. First of all, he would go to a restaurant and everybody would talk to him and he would go up to everybody. And, and my grandmother was always annoyed because he would talk to everybody. And, but everybody just loved my grandfather. And I, I look up to him and I want to be like that. I want, I want to love everybody. And I want to be able to talk to everybody. And I look forward to that. But on the other hand, he had a shitty job, right? He was working in a mushroom house, which is dark. They had helmets with lights on the top of it. And mm -hmm. they would go and pick mushrooms out of horse and cow shit. Yeah. And, uh, that's a shitty job. And I think about him and he did that for his family every single freaking day, even though I'm sure he hated it, but I always saw him with a smile on his face. Wow. Hmm. And so he's one, uh, you know, of course, Grant Cardone is, is one, well, you know, some people see that just the marketing side of him, what he's trying to do to get attention and they have a, an opinion of him, but I know him, uh, besides that. And he's a genuine person that cares and wants to help people. And, you know, there's another gentleman that's one of my mentors and coaches, and I got two more Brandon Dawson, who's also, uh, in Cardone Ventures, he's a mentor of mine. But Richie Dolan, I don't know if you guys know Richie Dolan. Richie Dolan. Richie like Dolan is a 
merchant banker by trade, but he's also a performance coach. He's worked with Mike Tyson, mm. uh, the Lakers, LeBron James, the Heat. He's got three NBA championship rings wow. and worked with some of the biggest brands in the world. And I, I work with him. He's one of my, my coaches, and he is one of the most caring individuals that you'd ever meet. And, I, you know, I, I love the guy, dude. And I, I, I spend, mm. you know, usually I'm spending two, three hours a week with him. And uh, I haven't, I missed the last couple of weeks because I've been traveling and I can feel it when I'm not hanging out with my, yeah. my man, Rich. So if you haven't heard of Richie Dolan, check him out. Um, he's, he's just a phenomenal dude. Awesome. When you shuffle off this mortal coil to steal my buddy Rob's uh, catchphrase there, what are people saying about you and your legacy? Dude, every time I was around C-Rock, I felt like I was unstoppable. Mm. You know, like hero is someone that makes you feel a certain way. You know, they do things for you that, and I want to make people feel like my heroes have made me feel, mm-hmm. you know, that's all I care about. Like money is going to be a pie product. Money comes along, money comes and goes, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if we have what we need, I'm not a materialistic person. Like I just like, I spend all my money on self-development and helping people besides taking care of the family. So I want people to feel like, you know, my heroes made me feel. That's awesome. And, and, and if you don't mind, where is C-Rock? Where did that name come from? So my idiot friends can't pronounce my last name. So <laughs> they call me C-Rock and <laughs> I just rolled with name? it, man. Sirocco. 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 That's not right. I grew up with a bunch no, of Sirocco's. But it's got a C-I-O and they, they can't figure that part out. So C-Rock. Like <laughs> now my friends aren't. They're, they're cool shit. I, look, I just, uh, I like the joke, obviously, but they're, they're good dudes. And, you know, C-Rock is a good name to, to brand. It's different. It's awesome. My name, Mike. Everybody, there's how many mics are there, you know? So, so, so Mike, let me ask you this. Growing up, the way you grew up, you've developed friendships, but I know in, you know, the trajectory that I've experienced and, and what we've experienced here at Epic, there's only so much time in a day and there's only so much time for energy and people in your world, right? Have you maintained relationship with people that you knew back in the day that are still in your world? Um, have you been able to manage that, those kind of relationships as, no, you're, you're experiencing this skyrocketing growth. What does that look like? Yeah, so I remember, no, my mission is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. If people align with that, I'm good with it and I'll hang out with them. If they don't, I just don't have time for them because I've, I'm so committed to this mission. And I have friends that I grew up with that I still see. Matter of fact, three of my best friends and my little brother are my leadership team in the mortgage company. Awesome. Mm. So yeah, and I, I, you know, I write my goals down in the morning, and I write down every day, man. Bring my homies with me. Bring my homies with me. Mm. So they're taking care of that on a day to day basis, grinding while I'm doing this other thing and trying to get us to 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 the you know to outer space. So you're opening up all the doors <laughs> for everybody. Totally got yeah. it. You yeah, exactly. And they're they're, yeah. they're holding the fort down, doing their thing, and I'm there for them, and I guide them, and you know, consult them on what we need to do in the mortgage side of things, but. At the end of the day, like they, they're doing what they're good at, and I'm going and doing some something that's just extraordinary for all of us. Changing the world, brother. Good, you know, Mike, once upon a time, um, I had a client who passed away, and I, I classify it as one of my most, my, my most successful failures. And the reason I say that is because I didn't have enough life insurance on that client, and I knew it, but I didn't take the proper steps to really educate him on the importance of having the appropriate amount of death benefit for his family. Did I deliver some money to his family? Absolutely. Was it enough? Not anywhere near. And I keep a picture of him in my office as a reminder of my responsibility. And I look at that as my most, one of my most successful failures. What would you classify for yourself as some success? successful <laughs> failures that you've experienced uh let me think man there's uh no i don't really feel like i've had failures because i just don't quit <laughs> and, and if I, yeah. I and like look if i you, you you're doing something you're on to something and it's just like yeah this this is not what i want to put my time into you just move over this way a little bit right yeah so yeah, i don't I, I, but but i see what you're saying um you know i think the the one when we were in the mortgage company the first one we would chase people with production and not worry about culture and i didn't know any better you know wow no excuse but i would just go after production i would come home miserable because these guys would just be relentless complaining and uh, it just it was miserable and the end up the owner of that company ended up stealing from us um 
we ended up in a situation probably just over a million dollars. And I realized at that moment that I was doing something wrong. And the next company that we would go to and partner with, we need to make sure culture was number one and we mm-hmm. needed to build that and then cut. I, I told him like, even if I have to go to just by myself, I'll do it and do it the right way and add person, one person at a time that buys into the culture is aligned with the culture. And we did that and we ended up losing some people, but um, we've added great people, phenomenal people. And then we still, even though we are true to our core values and making sure people align, we still lose some people. And just like today, you know, we lost, lost a yeah. kid, but again, he wasn't aligned with our core values. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, hey, Mike, do you mind if we go for a couple of questions from the people that are in the audience? That, that uh, I'd be happy to. Question? All awesome. right. I'd love to. Um, so I can't see anything. So I'm going to my glasses on. So I'm going to rely on David to, to unmute and pick whoever you want to ask a question. So if anybody has a question, please raise your hand in the chat first and foremost. All right. Wayne. Looks like we've got Wayne Rice. What's up, Wayne, go ahead and unmute. Hey guys, AC Rock, how you doing today? Great, Wayne. What's happening, man? Can you, can you guys hear me okay? We got you, Wayne. Okay. Hey, uh, one of my questions was um, how you were talking about how you love everybody unconditionally. And coming from such a rough past, how is it that you kind of mold that together? Is it, is it a boundary setting thing? Is it... Uh, an, a one-on-one individual thing where you still connect with people from your past, but you're, you're moving at such a aggressive and focused vision. How do you kind of implement those two? Yeah. So great question. First of all, you know, I mentioned Richie Dolan the other day, he's like, look, I don't want to tell you to slow down or stop, you know, going as hard as you do, but you're doing a lot. And when you do a lot and move at the speed that you're moving in, you got to understand that you're going to have a wake behind you like a boat and mm-hmm. people are going to get disturbed and you got to be prepared for that. And uh, so I thought about that and then I talked to him the next day and I'm like, dude, I'm not slowing down. So I got to figure out how to deal with the, 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 the disruption behind me. And so that's what we focus on is like, make your mind up and then figure out what you got to deal with. So I love everyone. And, and, and then this goes for not just people that I've met in my life, but people that I haven't met all races of people, all ages, all, I, lo- I just love people, man. And I know people are struggling. This is a broken world. There's people that are having issues. They grew up in, I've been there, right? I know what the problems are with people. I know some people's fathers leave and and if they grow up with a single mom or their grandparents, like that's, that's not, it's not easy. First of all. And second of all, you're going to have some issues. You're going to have some deficiencies. I understand that. So my thing is the first thing I could do for people is, is love them. You know what I mean? And you know, I'm in rooms like on clubhouse. You should see some of the rooms I pop into. Matter of fact, before this call, there was a room that said something about, uh, sex trade to sex sell or something, right? I don't pop in there for that part. I pop in there because of the people in there. I know they need to be loved, man. So I pop in there, make a joke. Hey, did somebody call for a sugar daddy? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I just joke around with them, but I'm not in there for that part, but I'm in there to show people love, man. And let them know that like, if they come see my, like if I could just get their attention and then they start watching my stuff, I know they're going to be better off. So I hope I answered your question. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm totally connecting with your with your feel and, and the golden nugget that you dropped for me today was inexorable. So I appreciate hey, that. Love it. Let's go. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate that. <clears throat> if you have a question for Mikey Searock, put your hand up in the chat or unmute. By the way, Kabir, I've been seeing you all across the world. I don't know where you are right now. <laughs> yeah, I knew Kabir was going to unmute. There he is. What's up, Kabir? Go ahead. You're on with C-Rock. What's up, C-Rock? How you doing, brother? What's happening, Kabir? <laughs> yeah, I'm currently in, um, I think I'm in Cancun. I leave for Oaxaca tomorrow morning. Oh, I love um, Cancun, man. I love Cancun. Uh, I, I don't actually have a question. Uh, I, I was it's called about stage. So uh, I just wanted to say great, great, uh, great hearing your story. Um, I've got some fun stories with Grant as well, including a restraining order, but we'll go to that another time. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Might have to elaborate on that one a little bit. I'm going to hear that one now or later. No, no, no. This session is being recorded, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, uh, it was definitely a pleasure hearing your story. A lot of inspiration there. Uh, I definitely felt that uh, heartfelt message that you gave as well. And I think that sometimes in, uh, in today's entrepreneurship and today's world that we have, sometimes that heartfelt message gets lost. Especially when you started the session with gratitude, you definitely had my attention to that. So uh, um, I, I, I love the entire session. Thanks, brother. Thank you, Thank you for being here, man. Yeah. Thanks, Kabir. Appreciate Thanks, you, brother. Kabir. Mikey, if you were going to found a business right now, 
what would be the steps and who would be the people that you would want to surround yourself for launch in the environment that we're in today, you know, post camp, post, post can post pandemic. Yeah. So I have, a, uh, I, have, I have several partners that I'm working with right now on the tech product that I just absolutely love. Um, I love the, we're in alignment, you know, we want to serve people. We want to level the playing field and we want to work hard and, but also have, have our, our family life, you know, be good dads and husbands and, um, Look, dude, I, I, I know like I, I say this because some people like like they bust my my they bust my balls about 10x and all that. And they're like, wow, you got your own brand. Why you but dude, look, those are the kind of people I want to be around. And I love those guys. Yeah, and listen, I, I, think, I you know that's yeah, that's listen, what it's all about. See Rock, I think that one thing that you are not confused about, um, because I did this myself. Listen, I, I understand the power of proximity by folks that have phenomenal relationships with their community and congruent messaging, especially if it's aligned with the core value of what you're talking about. Whenever we sit down with folks, we always want to make sure that we're not selling them a plan that we're trying to first identify their relationship with money. Um, Once we know their relationship with money, whether it's scarce or abundant, we then want to be able to share with them how to create the optimal amount of wealth with little or no additional out-of-pocket cost through the integration and coordination of their asset base. But we can only do that once we know how it sits and fits with their core values. And you've been, you've been pounding core values the whole episode tonight. And I totally get that. And I really, I really do feel a, a gravitational pull towards your message because there's a lot of things that you shared that I experienced myself, especially in the early years. Um, and then how I kind of you know banged my head against the wall over and over Still made good money, but I was always in the arduous phase yeah. and wasn't really able to break out into the abundant where, you know, money just starts flowing in different directions. Yeah, so man. I, I want to thank that. you for that, brother. Yeah, I man. Really do. And uh, I, I'd like to talk offline at some point because I think what we've created is the ability uh, to create partnerships with folks on the insurance side that don't have licenses, but can have the ability to own an insurance company with us based on proper planning, be able to share in revenues legally. We've, we've had the law firms and um, yeah. the SEC attorneys, you know, I dot T cross everything. So we're good there. And I'd love to have that conversation with you to show you what that looks like, because the partners that we've created through this ecosystem merger strategy has, has done very well with us. Yeah, no, man, I'm open to talking about that kind of stuff for sure. And uh, you know, I'd like to share one thing real quick with you, if you don't mind, uh, you know, our core values, this is something I live in my life and uh, we implemented in our businesses as well, but we use the acronym vital because obviously core values are vital. And the first one is a V vibes matter. Emotions are contagious. Mm-hmm. So we're very conscious of the emotions that we bring to our meetings and our, our interactions and our communication because they're contagious. I stands for imagine no lids, no limitations. Mm-hmm. So we always make sure we understand that we don't know our true potential. So we got to not put limits on it. T stands for take 100% responsibility. Wow. To, to the degree you take responsibility, you take control. A stands for all setbacks are rocket fuel. That's right. Which that's the book, what the book's about. And then last <laughs> one is a great one is leadership for L. Leadership starts with me. And everybody in our organization, no matter what position, title, how long they've been there, we expect them all to be leaders. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, before we hang up, I, I want to see if any of my uh, Joe Hagans or the the hammers of the Bartrams have any questions? John Spring. I mean, you guys are all entrepreneurs. I think that um, I'm looking at C-Rock, who's been a multiple business genius, not only from the from the space of uh, mortgages, but now what he's creating with his book. There's no coincidence between books and bod- podcasts and his ability to dive in with two feet when he feels it in his heart that he's with the right person or the right organization. I'm feeling that. His understanding of not being self-centered um, not just making it all about him, greed of like owning everything himself versus understanding the magic of a partnership. I'm hearing that as well tonight. Um, I think the success leaves clues and there's no coincidences. So if anybody has a question, let me know because I can't see right now. I want to respect uh, C-Rock's time. Yeah. Nope. Okay. All right, C-Rock, I want to thank you so much, brother. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. 
Dave, do you want to finish with anything? And we'll turn the last message over to you. Yeah, one last time. C-Rock, how can everybody find you? Give us the website. Give us the book. Give us all the businesses. Yeah, look, I'm everywhere. So I did that on purpose, of course. If you Google Mike C-Rock, you'll find me. But I'm on Instagram. That's my favorite platform. Clubhouse, second favorite. LinkedIn, all those places. C-Rock, you got to get on TikTok. We get a lot of meetings on 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 TikTok. I'm yeah. on there too, but I don't, I don't know. Like I, I haven't gained traction there yet. I've got a lot of posts. It's the algorithm. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I guess I'm just posting <laughs> good it's content. Hard, I, it's promise. good content. I just don't, I, I don't know how to grab. So I got that too. I'm all over Twitter, everything. So, um, but really what I want people to do is go to blueprinted.com and just check that out, put your information there so we can keep you up to date. We will not spam you, but this is going to be something that every single person needs either a blueprint to be an architect for one or to use to go on there and start searching for your success avenues. Love it. I love the message. Amazing. Mikey Searock, Sirocco, ladies and gentlemen, you can find him on MikeSearock.com, right? Mike, MikeSearock.com. Yep, that's right. And be looking for the replay of this on our newly launched YouTube channel, Infinity X. And until next Tuesday, we continue to give a stage and microphone to human excellence. Mike, on behalf of my partner, Rob, we can't thank you enough for the time tonight, brother. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thank Mike. you guys for being here to watch and listen as well. I, I love all of you guys. I appreciate you. Love you too, brother. And if there's anything I could ever do, fellas, ladies, reach out. And Mike, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Exactly. <laughs> I <bro>. love it. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for spending the time with us tonight. And uh, Mike Rock, I look forward to seeing you in our future, brother. And tell Sean I was asking for him, okay? Absolutely. Is there a, have you ever met Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. Um, I, would def- I, I would definitely convey that message right away. All right. Thank you. Awesome. You got it, brother. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.